Welcome to the IAB UK podcast. Hello and welcome back to the IAB UK podcast. From the IAB, I'm James Chandler and in this week's episode, we're celebrating the launch of 2021's podcast Upfronts with a sneak preview into DAX from Global Session with their strategy director, Faye McDowell. We look ahead to their upcoming Upfront session with Vogue Williams and Joanne McNally, hosts of the critically acclaimed podcast, My Therapist Ghosted Me. Get into why laughter, well, comedy podcasts, really are the best medicine for advertisers and talk turkey about the latest innovations flying off the shelves at Global HQ. But I started by asking Faye about what's changed when it comes to pitching podcasts since those stunning ad spend growth numbers were revealed in 2020. It quite often depends on where the advertiser is with their journey in in podcasts. You know, a really nice example um, is someone like Lego who started off with us just running spot ads in Mm. podcasts and saw how well it was working for them graduated up to host reads and now doing full-blown sponsorships and we've got some more exciting stuff in the pipeline with them so i think that's a really nice example of where brands are starting to understand how the different elements of podcasts can fit in there because there's different ways to advertise in podcasts and they understanding what the different parts of podcast advertising do for them um and I think also the other thing that's interesting is when you start to look at some of the numbers of, of the big flagship podcasts mm. out there, they're getting the same numbers as some TV shows, yeah, yeah, yeah. as some breakfast radio station shows. So um, that they're really, I think brands are now just starting to cotton on that, that they need to start seeing them in those sets, you know, and they're thinking about a TV sponsorship. Mm. Look at what they can sponsor for podcasts because some of the always-on podcasts, um, you, you, you know... I was, of course, I'm going to say this, but the beauty of podcasts is that they are so free from the constraints of yeah. of TV, of other formats. You know, it, it is more intimate. You're, it kind of sustains the personal impact that mm. you get with audio, with audio and podcasts. So, I think if brands are looking at a sponsorship of, you know, like I say, a TV show, have a look at some of the podcasts out there as well, because you know you hit similar amount of people and you just get all the benefits of that intimacy and freedom from the format and do you know what uh, a couple of years ago when we'll come on and talk about upfronts in a minute but when we first thought of um doing something on podcast upfronts we were really nervous about it but uh, and it was a conversation that i had with someone who said well that they are getting really big these things and this is to go and think about television and what they do and it's all about you know the slate that you've got coming next year you know we're in our third year now and it just feels like such a natural thing I mean there's oodles of talent it's incredibly creative hopefully brands that are either on the fence or haven't thought it's for them are going to see it and and start to jump in um, but it, it it feels even sort of two three years down the line we're in a slightly different place from when we first started doing upfronts yeah definitely i think it has really matured and what's great as well we, we haven't lost the intimacy I, mm. somebody the other day i was talking to somebody in agency and they said to me you know do you get concerned that when that podcasts are now some of them have got so big you've kind of lost the authenticity of when you used to have mm. the smaller ones but, but the beauty of audio is you don't lose that because 
Can you take Rob Beckett and Josh Widdicombe and Parenting Hell in Such their podcast? Such a good episode. I listened to the one with Ellie Taylor the other day. It's so good. It's so good. I mean, I walk down the street, I go on a walk listening to it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm one of those people, I'm just laughing along to myself. It's absolutely, and I don't have kids. <laughs> I just, I love it. And, you know, you take something like that. And these are really busy, well-paid comedians. Yeah, yeah. They don't have to do this mm. podcast, mm. but they do it because they love it. And that comes across. And so in terms of kind of the authenticity, that's still very much at the heart of it. But what I think is really interesting now is podcasts are part of their whole ecosystem. Mm. You know, you take someone like Joanne McNally, um, her kind of comedic star has has really been on the ascendancy. And, mm. and um I'm giving a little bit away here, but <laughs> in our Upfronts podcast session, she talks about the fact that she absolutely thinks her comedic, um, the rise of her comedic career is all linked in with what she's doing in the podcast. Really? Yeah, it's they're not separate now. They're every, you know, really, it's 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 kind of all linked together because that's how people consume mm. content, don't they? They don't kind of put things in boxes. And, and weirdly, I know she's just come back from what well, she was doing at Ed- Edinburgh earlier mm. in the year. That there's only so many hundred people that can cram into Pleasance or whatever and listen to it. Yeah. I mean, again, spoiler alert, but they talk about this uh, her and Vogue's podcast having a million listeners. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. How else would would you access those people? So that makes total sense that those things are sort of uh, intertwined, and it's maybe not a maybe not a tack on on the authenticity thing. I think that's a really fascinating point. And is there a bit of onus on, you know, people like Rob and Josh in that they still have the final say right in terms of if it's the right brand for them, yeah. if it's something that's plainly obvious they're just getting a few quid for and that they they don't use and doesn't fit. You get found out pretty quickly that way, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you know, they they will all say, as much as Rob likes to joke that you know he used to he used to work on a market store, yes. so he was. <laughs> He's like, you know, I'll sell anything, but he won't. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's so good, he actually could, I think. But no, they they have they have got got some integrity. Thank <laughs> God. And and I think that's again what is great about it. You know, they will only ever, and I think the majority of podcast hosts fall into this bucket. Mm. They will only ever continue to talk about brands that you know, realistically, they could be seen to use or are using because it's just not worth it for yeah. them to suddenly be promoting something that's so far away from who they are. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't work for the brand either. Yeah, yeah. Know, Because the brand, the benefit for the brand is um, is that influence that the host has over their, their listeners. We did some research um, with MTM recently, and I think it was 71% of agency people that we spoke to said that they really agreed that um, podcasts were a great way for brands to kind of help to borrow the influence of the host. Mm, mm. And, and I think that's that's really where it comes into its own. And you're just spoiled for choice. So, I mean, we're talking specifically about comedy here, but I think whatever, whatever niche you're looking to get into, whether it's kind of mass things or, or, or very, very niche things, there is, I mean, it's twee to say it, but there literally is a podcast for everything. Well, this is it. You know, there's a podcast for everyone and nobody listens to podcasts by accident. So ah, yes. even yeah. if the content isn't the content that you mm. think yourself is great, 
that person has chosen out of all the content out there, not just in podcasts, out of everything they could consume, yeah. they've chosen to set aside, be it 30 minutes or an hour, to listen to their favourite podcast. So, mm. you know, they, they, they really, and, and it's really reflected that content, and I think we've spoken about this before, James, that you know, when the pandemic set in, we saw this huge spike in people listening to news content. Mm. Um, you know, Sky News and LBC podcast was just rocketing. And then that gradually kind of settled. And then what we saw was more people were, were just looking for support podcasts, like the family ones, like Rob and Josh, uh, Parenting Hell. Yeah. And then steadily but surely we've seen this growth in, in people just wanting to listen to comedy and to have just have a real good laugh. And I think, you know, if we, you know, it's that thing, if you don't laugh, you're going to cry. <laughs> but <laughs> we've all, we're all enjoying this new freedom we've got again. Mm. But I think it's, it's quite refreshing to, to listen to a podcast where you can have a laugh at the, your idiosyncrasies mm. and take your mind off. Do you think, do you think it is on. sign of the times in that, you know, we've had, everyone says it, 18 months, two years, you know, perhaps I didn't feel like having a laugh at the start of that, but it was, um, it was all quite serious. As you say, there was sort of new stuff, but have you seen some of those um, pandemic, those lockdown habits? I mean, the big thing we were missing was the commute. And I remember really conflicting things actually coming out from from indifferent stories that, oh, you know, podcasts down because no one's got the commute and other stories, which are, well, actually we've got all this other time that we're filling in with it now because we're at home more, so maybe we're doing it when we're in the kitchen yeah. or wherever we might be. Anything sort of reverting back to some sort of normal or are there things that have sort of remained that we discovered in lockdown? Well, I think that's it. I think what lockdown did and the pandemic did, it just accelerated behaviors mm. and things that were happening kind of anyway and um certainly we, you know we, we're still seeing that listening to to podcasts kind of may remain fairly consistent throughout the day and i know you identified that in your own real living research yeah, yeah. as well that, that it, it just that and i think it's the companionship of audio mm. well you know we we talk about it a lot but i think that's why people have found new places to listen to it and they they're enjoying it so they're keeping keeping doing it um talk to us a bit about um dax and what's happening in your world uh anything new without any spoiler alerts of course uh for your upfront but anything new shiny and interesting it's i mean this could be an exclusive on the ibuk podcast here love an exclusive (laughs) (laughs) how exciting um yeah well it is so we have we've just um run our first campaign using our new contextually targeting or conversational targeting tool for podcasts. Mm. So why this is cool is what it's done is previously before when you were using, when you were targeting podcasts um, and using spot campaigns, you're kind of fairly limited to the iTunes categories. So, Ah, you know, the verticals, Mm. you could, you could advertise in those verticals and that was kind of it. So no, fairly blunt targeting tools, but Mm. Yeah, podcast is all about conversation. You look at the the, the the podcast charts and almost every single one of them is two, maybe three people just having a good chat. And so that, again, can bring back to what the benefit is for brands. They want to be in those conversations. So what this tool does, um, it's using Oracle technology. So I don't know if you remember, Oracle bought Grapeshot, mm, who were yeah. the, the guys behind a lot of the you know contextual targeting and display and video. This is the first time that they've ever done it on audio. And what it does is it basically 
um, acts as pretty much a gateway to all the content goes through it and then it identifies where conversations are taking place. And so it doesn't interrupt the conversation because that would be a horrible listening <laughs> experience. <laughs> but what it does is it just says in the next ad break, then you're able to, 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 to play an ad which is contextually relevant. Mm. Um, have you got a, 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 a I suppose it's grape shots kit then that is able to take all of these conversations mm. and sort of into my god that's a big it's very cool yeah it's very cool um so curries have just run, launched their campaign with us their go greener campaign mm-hmm. so previously they would have probably been quite limited to yeah. um technology or environment but actually what they're able to do is to get into conversations where families are you know might be Spencer and Vogue and Vogue's talking about the new kitchen that she just put in in her new home in Dublin perfect to be talking about Mm. greener appliances I I only found out that Vogue was married I mean this is just this is just sort of the heat magazine section of the podcast but (laughs) in researching this I didn't really know who Vogue Williams was she's married to Spencer from um made in Chelsea I I mean incredible I mean it's just Really, exp- really exposing myself there. You still but... think, remember when she was married to Brian from Westside? She was, that was it. Yeah. And they got married in that big castle and yeah, they were all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. She's I mean... moved on from that now. She's, she's, <laughs> she's a heart presenter. She's got two podcasts. <laughs> and it's one of those podcasts that you're talking about. So it's it's Vogue and Joanne who are like, well, it's, it's plain anyway if you listen to the podcast. They're like best mates. And, it, yeah. and I know so many... Uh, so many uh, podcasts sell themselves on it that you know it's just cut the mates and you put the the microphone down. But genuinely, I mean, you've you've identified yourself as a super fan of this podcast anyway. Oh, I love it. But yeah. um, it it really is sort of that simple, isn't it? They're just in there, they're they're slagging people off in sort of a sort of a nice way. But it's mostly like... slagging each other off, <laughs> which is what makes it work. <laughs> you know, you've got sort of Joanne, who's um, I guess is like I would say her stars on the ascendancy you know mm. she's an up-and-coming comedian she's sold <laughs> out London Palladium twice I think she's just come back from doing Edinburgh Fringe and um and then you've got Vogue who is um married to Spencer Matthews who used to be made in Chelsea and they live very different lives mm. and the brilliance is them coming together <laughs> And, and, you know, ribbing each other like only true mates can yeah. who've known each other for years. <laughs> and they they get into it and it's Tony who's into it. Well, we should talk more about why you didn't get the gig and Tony got the gig. Oh, um, fuming. But, <laughs> but um, like, this has had um, a, a, a million listens. They're, um, the, more, the more interesting bit, um, having seen a, a quick preview of the clip, is... They they talk about how um, the view of comedy uh, uh, in some one point in time might have been that it was a bit risque and as a brand maybe you don't want to get too involved in that but uh, I mean they're not having trouble attracting brands and the reach is phenomenal. Absolutely, I mean um, we I think we presented it at the um, at your audio week as well. We, mm. Global have done some research, so every month they have. Um, spoken to our listeners and asked them how they're feeling in several different measures. And the thing that's come back time and time again recently across all generations of people, so this isn't just sort of younger generations, is across every age group, is that what they're looking for is some light relief, you know, and some laughter and um, that feel good. And and I think that's why comedy podcasts have Mm. really seen this huge growth recently. It's because it's, it's what people are after it's what you know what they when they're sitting there deciding what to spend an hour doing they're going for a comedy podcast because they want to enjoy themselves yeah. 
And, you know, I think that's, that is an incredible environment for brands to be in. And it, it might not be, they don't, they don't necessarily have to have a, a, com- a comedy strategy. Right. But it's about, because very, you know, actually I think very few brands actually have a comedy, you know, we're just going to purely go after comedy. But yeah. it's, it's, you know, thinking beyond that, yes, it's a funny, you know, these podcasts are a funny listen, but they also really touch on some quite serious subjects, but in a lighthearted way. And we know, we all know, like laughter is so disarming. Mm. Um, and so I think that's that's why brands are starting now to really lean into that space because they understand that that it's a really engaging way and a safe way. You know, it's it's not as threatening as I think perhaps they might have first felt it was throwing themselves into into kind of the hands of comedians yeah. or, or funny people. It's not like going to watch a stand-up and sitting yourself in the in the front row. You're not sort of exposing yourself. And as you say, I think that's a really important point. You don't have to be like a funny, fun, fun brand to, to do no. it. You don't have to be Fosters in, you know, the early 2000s to do this. Uh, no. it, it, you are really tapping into... You're really tapping into a new state. What else are you talking about um, in the upfront? Obviously, Tony's stolen the limelight completely by hogging oh. the interview. But what else are you going to talk to us about? It took it took all my. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I really had to dig deep to to be happy for Tony when he got to interview. He Joanne does a great. Rose. I should also say he does a great. He does a great job. He's great. He's he great. great he's great at it. He's great. He'd be much better than I would be. I just I'd spend the whole time fangirling. <laughs> so it's much better for everyone involved by a safe distance (laughs) um yeah so the other thing which we're talking about which i think is really interesting which we kind of touched on a bit earlier is this concept of how some people still consider podcasts or some brands i should say and advertisers and agencies still consider podcasts as relatively niche Mm. and they're not and and the opportunity to elevate your podcast partnership into something bigger is really exciting, you know, especially for you know for us at Global because we have our outdoor inventory, because we've got our radio stations, because we've got our social platforms. We're now starting to think, okay, well, how do we make this this bigger than just a pop? You know, yeah. let's let's really tap into all the different ways we can make this feel huge for a brand. And that doesn't mean that every brand has to do that. Mm. There'll be some brands who who just want the intimacy of the podcast. But I think it's right for the evolution and the maturity of podcasts that we start to look at where else we can take them. I mean, if we we go back, the format that we have for advertising in podcasts, we've really taken over from America. That's the format that's worked in America. But there's no reason we can't look at what else we do with it, you know? Yeah. This is when you're going to talk about the sort of, you know, dynamic enabled digital six sheets talking to podcasts, you know, dynamically in certain eyes. That's probably up front next year or something. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've stolen a march on it. I feel, but... like, I feel like you've just sort of laid down the gauntlet there, James. <laughs> no one else can do it. You know, there isn't yeah. anyone else in. Um, in in both spaces. So, so there we go. That's, yeah. the, that's the roadmap for the next two years. <laughs> How do, I mean, you talked a little bit at the start about... Um, there's the typical spot stuff, but you know brands are graduating in you know doing you know host reads and, and partnerships. What do those partnership conversations look like? Where, where where do they start? And what's a brand coming to you and asking for that makes it more likely to be something bigger rather than just a couple of spots here and there? I think it all has to start with the idea. You know whether that's 
it can really vary, but you know, brands either come to us with a with a challenge or they'll come to us with a really good idea that they want to live and breathe, you know, they mm. want to kind of bring to life and and there's no reason really why a a host of a podcast can't can't talk about something in the same way or use the same a similar mechanic as you might on a radio station yeah. or um you know or equally on a on a digital six sheet mm. as, as long as you understand the kind of the bits that go around it we've done some really nice work interestingly enough with um Cadbury's brunch bar where they they um they were active on our on on capital um and they kind of wanted to bring basically during the pandemic people weren't having a break they right. were all just you know people working through it's a highly documented i won't go on about that but Cadbury's wanted to bring back the break mm, and nice. so they they sponsored um our kind of mornings on on capital but then also what we did was we we got Spencer and Vogue who also have a, a podcast so Vogue has a podcast with a husband as well as a best mate um she's loving she's loving podcast life good work if you can get it I know um and in that podcast they they talk about you know taking a break and their favorite food and they really helped to bring the idea to life um and equally you know we've done some work with gift gaff recently in in a similar vein where gift gaff were um active on capital extra but they what they wanted was to talk about the fact that they could bring um that they were bringing difficult subjects to mm. to to life and they were helping people talk about things which were hard um as a mobile phone network you know that that makes sense but what that fitted really nicely in podcasts as well mm. um and I think that's the really interesting territory to start to explore. Well, um, uh, and there was that terrific session with Simon last year as well that I remember uh, um, Simon Thomas thinking about, you know, some things mm. that, are, that are tough. But um, yeah, yeah. He, he was fantastic. Um, so if you want to hear from Vogue, you want to hear from Joanne uh, and their, their brilliant, brilliant podcast hosted by Tony maybe Faye next year, then you should, <laughs> if you're listening to this and you haven't signed up to Podcast Upfronts, then you've still got time, probably, if you're listening to this before uh, around 11 o'clock in the morning, you can still sign up. If not, we're going to put a link in the notes so you can watch it uh, all back. But Faye, that was brilliant. Thank you so much for giving us a sneak peek about what's coming up and uh, we'll get you back for the exclusive next year. Oh, I look forward to it. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The IAB UK Podcast. Bay McDowell from Dax there and you could probably hear it in her voice still very raw about not getting the Vogue and Joanne interview gig but you know what they say you should never meet your heroes um, such a good point about someone choosing to listen to a podcast maybe an obvious one but a, a good one nonetheless in amongst the thousands probably millions of other podcasts they could have listened to bit like how you've chosen to listen to this one, I guess. Our three weeks of Digital Upfronts is now in full canter, kicking off yesterday with Gaming Upfronts, Podcast Upfronts today, and then into the next two weeks, featuring daily sessions from YouTube, Yahoo, Amazon Ads, Facebook, and Snap. If you're an IAB UK member, then you can sign up to watch all of the Upfront sessions live over the next three weeks, 
or watch them back on demand at your earliest convenience. Just visit iabuk.com forward slash upfronts. Enjoy the next few weeks. It's a stunning upfronts lineup this year. But for now, thanks very much for listening. IAB UK, building a sustainable future for digital advertising.